This week when I got an email from Gordon asking if I'd be willing to share something encouraging God had done in the past six months, um, I was having one of my kind of low days. I was feeling anxious and discouraged and here was a request to share encouragement. And I thought, what if I don't have anything to say? I can't possibly when I feel like this. That, of course, is not true. I could write whole books about the kindness of God to me in these last few months. But we all have days like that when the things we know about God and about ourselves as forgiven, beloved children of God, when those things we know to be true don't quite reach our hearts, when we can't feel them. And it's been a whole season of those ups and downs. At the very beginning of the lockdown, I started writing out Bible verses on post-its and sticking them up all over my apartment. One that I read over and over was Psalm 139. Um, where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. At that time, I found great comfort in the reminder that wherever I am, wherever I go, that in the days and weeks on my own, God is there, leading me, holding me. But when I returned to these verses this week, it was in a slightly different light. Just as God is with us wherever we physically are, he is with us in our ups and downs, when we feel loved and near to him and full of joy, and the days when we don't. Our emotions toward God don't change who God is and how he cares for his children. So, in my discouragement as I thought about what to say today, God reminded me of one of the greatest encouragements he's been growing in my heart these months. Greater assurance that whether I'm alone in my apartment or picnicking with friends, whether I'm worried about any of the many things there are to be worried about in the world right now, or full of peace and praise, he is with me, just as he promised. Not only that, but in those valleys, those low dark places when I feel overwhelmed, the darkness is not dark to God, because Christ, the true light of the world, could not be overcome by darkness. I can't think of anything more encouraging than the truth that, for some reason, our constant faithful God deeply cares about our inconstant hearts, so much so that Christ died, so that neither the world, the devil, or our own ever-changing hearts could ever separate us from the love of God. Thanks. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Bev, and yes, thank you, Gordon, for inviting me today. And interestingly, Kathleen, when I also received the message from Gordon, I was like, eh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> because I wasn't having a very good day that day either, and I was just wasn't feeling particularly uh, filled with God's spirit, so my immediate head reaction was, eh, no. But I know that that's not the way with God, and I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to just respond immediately. I'm going to sit with this, and I'm going to, to pray about it. So I passed it over to God, and he did fill my soul, and it 
changed from my heart to my from my head to my heart and I knew of course I could stand up and speak and then once I started thinking about it I thought oh dear I better try and condense this a bit because I could go on and on so what I've done is I've just condensed it into three words to help me to focus um, to help me to focus to talk about the last few months the three words I've chosen that particularly uh, summarize the last few months are thankfulness, faith, and surrender. We could think of this time as a storm, and I know lots of us have lots of storms in our lives. Personally, this is probably, this storm hasn't affected me the worst. I've had other storms that have affected me much, much worse. But I think one of the things I heard through the last few months that was very relevant was, this storm is affecting all of us but we're all in a different boat. And I think that's really relevant. None of us know how the other is being affected by this, but it is a storm that's affecting our whole world. So I'm gonna first of all focus on thanksgiving and thankfulness, which is something that we as a family have really tried to um, just embrace over the last few months, and particularly in the really tough times, the eye of the storm, as I would have called it, the lockdown, when we were all in our homes. One thing that we tried to do as a family, as much as we could, was be thankful. And I'm actually asking Reuben and Benjamin to join me for a minute, um, because as a family, we have two things that have helped us to focus on thankfulness. So guys, could you come up for a sec? On one of the beautiful sunny days during lockdown, and we had many of those that brought a lot of joy. If you bring the poster, Reuben and Benjamin, if you bring the book, we made this poster out in the garden. Very, very simple, so it won't win any awards for art. Uh, but we just, we enjoyed doing it. And we, as you can see, wrote thankfulness at the top and we painted it. And then we painted, we chose rainbow colors to remind us of God's faithfulness. So as often as we could, we wrote what we were thankful for on this poster. And we still have it up on our kitchen door. And when we remember, we write what we're thankful for. Now, they're really simple things, because in the lockdown, uh, life was pretty simple, which I loved, actually. But uh, it wasn't. It was certainly a very, very difficult time. So we wrote what we were thankful for each morning. Warm showers, a lovely cup of coffee for me, sunshine cycling, walking, simple things that really brought us joy during the lockdown. So that was one thing. The other thing is Benjamin has this book called Take Five. And when we read this, it's about, it talks about troubles that this little guy has. He's five and he has tough times. But his granny teaches him something called Take Five. And she, she helps him focus by, what does, she, what does he use, Benjamin? His what? Hands. His hands. And with his hands, he thinks of, take five, five things he's thankful for. And he uses his thumb, his index finger, his middle finger, his... What's this finger? The ring? ring finger? His ring, his ring finger and his... Little finger. His little finger. And sometimes he has to go on to the second hand as well, because he actually realizes he's so thankful for so many things. Isn't that right? So I just wanted to share these things and for maybe families watching as well, just to show what we've done in a very, very simple way. Um, so these two things. So thank you very much, Reuben and Benjamin. Will you sit down now? Thank you. <laughs> so being thankful in all circumstances has certainly brought us peace and joy as a family. 
And it changes our brain when we're thankful without going into the logistics. And I know Scott spoke about that recently. It actually is good for our souls to be thankful and we're created to be thankful. The second thing is faith. Certainly in the very depths of lockdown, uh, a lot of days it literally took faith to trust in God with all my heart and my mind. And it did, uh, and and not lean on my own understanding. So that certainly has been in storms of life, that certainly has been a scripture that's helped me through. And then the third thing is surrender. I've been reading quite a bit, a lot about this recently. It's really tough, really, really tough. And I think in one of the toughest times in my life, I realized I just needed to surrender to God because actually I couldn't control what was happening and I couldn't control what I was feeling. So I needed to just hand it over and say, okay, God, you need to take over here. So surrender has been very relevant for me and I've been reading again about it recently and I love the image of us bowing down and getting onto our knees and surrendering to God because he's greater than everything that we can imagine. And this has brought me such peace. And the lower we go, the higher he goes and the more he fills our soul. So just to encourage, um, but I found that very, very helpful to surrender to God um, and he doesn't, he doesn't let us down. And then just to finish off, as I think about the last few months, it really has been a process and I refer to the lockdown and the eye of the storm for me. Um, that was probably, you know, the time when it was most worrying when we were in our homes, but yet uh, God certainly gave us joy uh, in the midst of that as he does. But just at the moment, I really feel that none of us know what's ahead and that's actually the case with life. And I know my mom used to teach us when we were little, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, just enjoy today. And I hated that, especially when I was a teenager. I hated it. I'd be like, but I want to know what's happening next week and I want to make plans. And it used to frustrate me, but I suppose now that I'm now an adult myself, I really get it. Um, we don't know what's ahead. Um, not in a bad way, but actually we don't. And that really teaches me to just live in the now and it gives me such peace, and it's giving me such peace right now because we don't know what's ahead, but that's okay, because we can enjoy the now, we can enjoy the present, this very moment, um, and that has really helped me, I have to say, um, over the last, in difficult times and in the last few months, it's really, really helped me just to live in the moment and trust that with God. And then just to finish off, I think one of my favorite verses, which kind of encapsulate this, what I've spoken about is, and from Philippians, which you'll all know, I'm sure. Do not be anxious, do not be afraid, but with thanksgiving, by prayer and petition, put your requests to God, and the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. I love that verse. It's simple, it's beautiful, it really speaks to me, and it's helped me a lot. Thank you. Thank you. It's interesting actually how both of the others started off saying when Gordon contacted them, immediate reaction was like, <laughs> really? And actually, I was thinking, oh, not something else I have to do. <laughs> so it was, but like, as the others said, it was one of those things when you actually start to think about what can I share, it, you do feel inspired. You know, there, there is a lot to, to be thankful for. Um, so I've prepared uh, this thing yesterday, but 
basically as I was thinking about how I felt through this through this lockdown and actually so last Sunday as I was sitting in church because I knew actually I was going to be speaking this week and I was sitting there and I suddenly it just came to me the the verse from Matthew 11:28 uh, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest there's a family we've been blessed throughout the lockdown we have each other our health and we everything we need but it's still been hard my grandmother sadly died in April and my mother-in-law's been ill and we would have reacted differently to these things had there been no lockdown work and school from home have been wearying and for a period where we can't actually go anywhere or do anything it's been extremely busy I'm extremely grateful for having a stable job but I'm still exhausted we're in a familiar position of having a lot to be thankful for while also having to confront challenges now, it's so important to be consciously grateful for everything we have has been in the the recent uh, sermon series but it's also really hard there are always aspects of life that test us and as human beings we find it so easy to be distracted by the negative back in february when we had the church weekend away which seems a whole world away now the central theme was anchor in the storm that god was there to keep us steady in times of rough seas in times it's uh, looking back it seems prophetic nobody knew exactly how stormy the world was about to get we've all had to face challenges that we weren't expecting when i look back over the past few months i realized the times when i put god at the center of my life i felt the burden lift and god was guiding me it was not necessarily when i've been quiet or in prayer but when i've taken the time to put life's stresses on hold for a moment scott mentioned in a, a a few weeks ago in a sermon psalm 46 10 be still and know that i am god it's nice to think of that as meaning spend some quiet time it would just go away in a quiet room and be quiet but in the context of the psalm it's more about stop striving stop stressing and let god do his thing in these difficult times i found that being grateful for everything i have has given me strength but i still have to admit that i need god's help and he has been ready to provide it the guidance that i've had isn't guidance that's given me more time in fact quite on the contrary i felt god guiding me in ways i think that are going to take far more of my time uh, in future and there's going to be a lot of change ahead but he has shown me how to better direct my energy verses 29 and 30 of matthew 11 continue after the uh, i will give you rest with take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light so the message is not that your pack your burden will be lifted from your shoulders completely 
and you will have an easy life. But God has a plan. God has, has a load ready for you, has a yoke, but it's an easier yoke. It's one that we're made for. So rather than stressing about my own cares, I think God gives me rest through the work he has planned.